Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. And let me say a Merry Christmas to you, and God's blessing be upon both you and your loved ones this season. We are indeed thankful for Jesus, and it is at this time of the year that we celebrate our Lord's birth. And we are thankful because it is through Jesus that we have God's salvation. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And the word must means that it is necessary in the nature of the case that only through the person of Jesus is there salvation. There is none other. And it is wonderful that our Savior did not appear or come to us as a political Savior or as a politician. He came to us and noticed though he were rich, the Bible tells us, yet he became poor. Though he were rich, yet he became poor. And he robed himself in human flesh. He took on the form of a bond servant for us, that is, on our behalf. And so we are thankful for Jesus, our Savior. And he allowed himself to be tortured, With the cat of nine tails, he allowed himself to be tortured by the soldiers who slapped him and platted a crown of thorns and pressed it down upon the Savior's head. He allowed himself to be robed uh, in purple. And he allowed himself to be blindfolded by these same individuals who said, prophesy unto us who hit you. And if you don't know what the cat of nine tells is, it was an horrific instrument of torture. It was made of leather, leather straps, and embedded with bits of bone and metal in order to serrate and tear open the flesh. It was designed to create shock uh, within the individual. Our Savior allowed himself to suffer this ignominy, this ignominious form of punishment for us. He did this. This is the love of God in action. And notice that God 
never talked about love. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. He has died as a ransom to set us free from our sin. And so we are thankful for Jesus. And what God has done for us uh, through his son. And so the Bible tells us that Jesus is coming again. And this time without sin. And that means he is not coming to die for sin again. He is coming again without sin. Uh, for salvation, that is, to receive his own. And we look forward to this event, uh, which in the book of Titus is called the Blessed Hope and the Glorious Appearing of our great God and Savior, even Jesus Christ, the Glorious Appearing. We await his Glorious Appearing. He is coming for us, and I'm going to stop right now and say hallelujah. He is coming for his own. So it would do well for us as believing ones to grow up in grace, and that means a careful and methodical study of the word of God. It means that we have a different prayer life, a different praise life. And we are people who give thanks to God for his unspeakable gift. We give thanks to God because we have hope. You know what we are suffering today. You know what has, what is being, what has been placed upon our lives Today, uh, believers cannot gather together and worship. Believers cannot come together in prayer. Believers cannot come together in praise of the Lord, their God. But this should show us the, the power. We know the power of our fellowship. We know its power. And so because they have brought forth these regulations that forbid us from assembling together uh, in worship and praise and thanksgiving, now we have an opportunity to really study the word and to understand what Jesus meant when he said to go into your closet. And I know, but I'm using that uh, within this context. And so we pray and we give thanks to God uh, for, for his salvation and for Jesus. And the fact that, once again, we have this, this blessed hope, uh, Jesus is coming again for us. Now, I know there are those who teach that, uh, they could pinpoint the date and the time that Jesus was coming. 
and this is in direct violation to the biblical documents. This is in direct violation to the revealed word of God because Jesus himself said, no man knows the day or the hour of the coming of the Son of Man. And those who do so are false teachers. They're false teachers. And one individual, uh, his prophecy, he wrote books, and he, uh, he told people he knew when Jesus, the exact date that Jesus would be here. And several times, this did not happen. And there are many stories in history uh, about believers uh, being led astray by false teachers. One such incident was in 1000 uh, A.D., and believers believed that Jesus uh, was coming back in again at that time, so they stopped working, and many began to starve because they said, we're going to go to this place, and we're going to wait, uh, wait the coming of the Lord. But they forget that Paul wrote, if a man does not work, neither shall he eat. And so, and you, please read first and second Thessalonians. We hear the word. We hear the word only because it is in the word that we will receive the truth of God. Now, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, I'm, I'm going to read, the, uh, we have the following words. He, uh, Hebrews 9, beginning at verse 28, quote, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him, unquote. Now, I need you to memorize these words. I want you to learn these words. This is, once again, Hebrews chapter 9, verses 28. Okay, this, uh, so this is verse 28, Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away sins, the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Now notice very carefully the language. He will appear a second time. The devil can't stop him. In Peter's sermon. In the book of Acts, we read that, the, that death tried to hold him down and death could not hold him down. We read in Job that the heavens are not clean in God's sight. We have the scriptures before us that teach us and that tell us so that we will have an anchor for our souls that he is coming and the devil and the hosts of darkness cannot keep him away. Now notice, we, in, we in, uh, as believing ones must, must have the armor of God. Please read Ephesians chapter 6. We must have the armor of God. This is the devil's world. This is the devil's world. Please read Second Corinthians chapter 4. I need you to read the entire chapter. I need you to get the context. I need you to understand 
what God is telling us, what he wants us to learn, what he wants us to know. This is Second Peter. Uh, I'm going to read to you now Second Peter chapter 3, verse 4, which reads, quote, uh, he is talking about uh, the scoffers who say and, and who talk about, who says the Lord's not coming. And this is, uh, I'm going to read Second Peter 3, 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts. The word scoffers here means trifling ones, trifling ones, walking after their own lusts and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they were, for this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed, uh, literally dashed down with water, perished, unquote. Now, I want you to understand these are what the false prophets are saying. This is what they teach. Okay? Where's the promise of his coming? And they say all things have remained constant. All things have remained steady. Uh, and uh, uh, they say that there has been uh, there's no change. Where's where's the sign? Trust, some of you say, sure, show me the signs. Show us the signs. They will believe. No, they won't believe. No, they won't believe. They believe that the burden of truth is on you, whereas the burden of truth is really uh, on them. They want you to take the bait. They want you to provide evidence. And we have the evidence of the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15. And please read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Please read uh, the, the Gospels about the resurrection of Jesus. Please read uh, the book of Acts, uh, Peter's great sermon on the day of Pentecost. We have ample evidence, ample evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. We have ample evidence. And so I want you to be at peace in your heart these days. I want you to take your burdens to the Lord. I want you to rest in him. I want you to believe and have hope. I want you to know that God hears you, God loves you, and God is coming again to complete our salvation. Our loved ones who have died in Christ will be resurrected and will see resurrection bodies. And we who are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord, we will be changed and we will have our resurrection bodies too. Merry Christmas and God bless you. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich.